Hi, everyone. I'm so glad that you're listening to Oh Shoot. I seriously am so excited for this episode, but I just listened to the intro song and I just, every time I listen to it, I just vibe so hard. And I just wanted to let you guys know that one of my friends, Matt, actually wrote that song for my podcast and he's very, very talented. So his Instagram is linked in the description if you want to give him a follow. He has really, really good music. Um, yeah. So, on to the episode. I am very excited to talk about today's episode. I, in my Facebook group, um, have these questions that you have to fill out before you, you know, get accepted into the group. And a lot of you say that you are part-time photographers or photography is not your full-time gig, whether you do it as a hobby or, you know, you're only doing it like 20 hours a week or whatever. That's one of the questions. And so I found that a lot of you don't do photography full time. So I wanted to take a minute and talk to my part-time photographers. This also works, you know, some of these things are helpful for full-time photographers as well. But I know that I was in a point too, where I was part-time in wedding photography and portrait photography. It was about two years um, of my beginning career of photography where I was part-time and I understand that it is quite hard. So yeah, I wanted to talk about this topic today. Before we jump into it, I want to give a few updates on, you know, what's going on in the life of me. So I am currently sitting at my house recording a podcast clearly, but tomorrow is Wednesday and I am flying out to Boston. Me and Charlie are going to Boston for a shoot. We're actually doing a shoot for a floral design company there and they're flying us out to take photos of their florals. And I think it's going to be kind of like a styled shoot where the florals are put together with like models and stuff. So I'm very excited about that. And then on Thursday, we are driving from Boston to upstate New York, where we are shooting a wedding together. I still have a few weddings in upstate New York um, this year because we moved from upstate New York in December. So I still have a few weddings there this year. And so I'm finishing out all of my work in New York during this wedding season. So that's why we will be in upstate New York. Um, so I'm very excited to be back and to shoot this wedding on Friday. We are very strictly business on this trip. We really don't have any time to do like anything else besides shoot and drive. Um, so it's definitely not going to be like a trip for pleasure, but we're still excited because weddings to us are fun and it's just a way that we are able to creatively express ourselves. So Anyway, that's kind of my update. Oh, also my Lightroom brushes are launching. I'm pretty sure when this episode comes out, they will be launching the day that this episode comes out. So my Lightroom brushes are called Make It Pop. Um, the Literally the only reason I chose that name was because I couldn't think of anything else that described what the brushes did. And I feel like the brushes just make the photos pop more than they would before. So my Lightroom brushes, um, just to tell you quickly what is included, there are 20 brushes and these are brushes that I literally use with every single wedding. And, um, you know, there's brushes like my sun flare brush, my noise reduction brush, my skin retouching. Um, there's tons and tons of brushes that I use with, you know, every single session that I do. 
So that's what's included in the brushes right now. It's only available on Lightroom Classic for desktop. So if you are using Lightroom Mobile or anything like that, it's not going to be available to you. Um, Lightroom brushes are a bit tricky to install. So that's why they're not available. And I deeply apologize if I could figure out how to get them on Lightroom Mobile, I totally would, but as of right now, I cannot. I am going to be bundling my Lightroom brushes with my Honey Boba presets. So if you buy my Lightroom brushes and the Honey Boba presets at the same time, there's going to be like a bundle where you get a discount off of both of them because I, I really feel like the presets go really well with the brushes. Anyway, now we are going to get into the episode for today. So I am addressing part-time photographers and I'm going to give you a few tips um, just during this time of being part-time. I know sometimes people don't always want to go full-time in photography and that's totally fine. I just want to speak to anyone who isn't doing photography full-time and I want to talk, talk about some ways that you know, you can make your life easier and some tips that are going to help you succeed as a part-time photographer. So first thing I want to talk about is scheduling yourself time to do things. And this might seem kind of obvious, but um, as I was part-time with my photography, I found that I was just working on my side business after work, whenever I got a chance. And it was kind of just like, I was scrambling to do whatever was on my mind. And I was kind of all over the place. So I think it's going to be really helpful as a part-time photographer for you to schedule yourself time to do things like editing, social media, planning, strategizing, all of those mundane and like everyday tasks that need to be done. You should be scheduling yourself time to do those things. So after you get done with a shift and maybe you're done working your other job at 5 p.m., then you are going to schedule yourself, okay, from 5 to 6, I'm going to eat dinner. From 6 to 7, I'm going to work on editing. From 7 to 8, I'm going to plan my social media. And then after 8 p.m., I'm going to be done and I'm going to relax for the day. So kind of scheduling yourself in like time blocks to help your after work schedule or pre-work schedule be as, um, you know, just as efficient as you can be because you don't want to waste your time when it comes to working on your part-time photography business. You don't have time to waste your time because you're doing so many other things. And I started to develop this habit of scheduling myself to do things right before I went full-time with my business. And I really wish I would have done it sooner. So at the beginning of the week, I would write down all of the things that I would want to accomplish within my part-time photography business. So that would look something like finish editing these two sessions, plan out all of my social media, um, reply to emails and inquiries, um, buy plane tickets for this wedding or whatever. All of those tasks, I would figure out that I wanted to do them, you know, on Sunday or Monday. And then throughout the week in my schedule, I would know when I would work my part-time job and I would plan my photography tasks and all of those things that I needed to do. I would literally schedule myself um, in those like one hour time blocks like I was talking about. So if you are a part-time photographer, give this a whirl. I think that this is really going to help you just manage your time well and make sure you're not, um, I don't know, just like lollygagging while you're working on your photography stuff. You're not like watching Netflix and editing and your mind isn't as focused as it could be just being, you know, efficient with your time and whatnot. 
So another thing that I think is going to help all of my part-time photographers out there is having a really good back end of your business set up before you start taking on like a million sessions and you're working part-time on this other job. And it's just like a lot going on. The back end of your business is what's going to help you stay sane. Um, and when I'm talking about the back end, I mean the things that are going to help your clients have the best experience possible, but also the, the systems in place that are going to make your life easier too when you're responding to emails and you're planning sessions and you're sending contracts and invoices and all of those things on the back end of your business that you don't always think about. So it's those things that you're not shooting and you're not editing. It's like everything else in your business. So a few things that you can do to have a really good back end. The first is to have automated emails. Um, I am a big fan of automated emails. I think that it shows your clients or your potential clients that they're a priority and you're giving them just straight up the info that they need before you even have time to respond. So I really like having an automated automatic response right after someone submits an inquiry on my website and fills out my form, they'll get an automatic email from me saying like, Hey, thanks for reaching out. I'll get back to you soon. If you want to skip the wait, you can use this link to schedule a phone call. And if you want more resources on planning a wedding, here's some blog posts for you. Um, all of that stuff I think is really, really important. Just automating your email system. So it just, it's just one less step for you that you don't have to worry about. You can also automate, um, like emails that you would normally send in every single session. So if you book a lot of senior sessions, you can automate an email to go out to your clients. Um, let's say one week before their project date saying like, Hey, here's everything you need to do to prep for your session. Here's an outfit guide for you. Um, that's an automatic email that you can schedule and it can just be ready to go. And it's just one less thing you have to worry about. So I am a huge fan of automated emails. Kind of on the same line of automatic emails are email templates. Um, it's just the same concept of making your life so much easier. If you find yourself sending the same exact email to people over and over again, that is a sign that you should probably make an email template so that you can just plug in some names, plug in some personal details and just send the email on its way. So I have an automatic, um, not automatic, I'm sorry. I have an email template for um, my 2022 wedding inquiry. So anyone that reaches out about 2022, I have an um, email template that is ready to go and ready to send them with my pricing guide attached. I have an email template for when someone asks for engagement locations or when someone reaches out about an engagement session, I have an email that I'm sending them that I would send to literally everybody that has my engagement pricing on it. So having templates in place and kind of anticipating what people are going to ask you or like what people are going to need from you. So you can send those emails, um, as those questions come in and you can use email templates and automate those email templates to go out. So, um, an email template that is going to talk about what to do to prepare for your wedding, your weddings in seven days. How do you prepare? That's an email template. And then you automate that email to go out seven days before their wedding. So I am literally the biggest fan of email templates and I wish so hard that I would have taken the time at the beginning of my business for all of my new inquiries and stuff 
because I feel like a lot of people were turned away from my business at the beginning when I first was getting started because I didn't have like a pricing guide and an email template that covered all the questions that they might ask. I was just kind of like replying to people as it felt right. And like, I, I, I don't know. I feel like you can miss a lot of details when you're just responding and relying on your memory to give you all of those details. So email templates, that's going to help you build your backend. Um, having a pricing guide in place, that is just an easy way to send your pricing to a potential client. And like I was saying, answer all their questions before they have them seem more professional. And yeah, it's just an easy way to send your pricing to someone that looks really awesome. So having a pricing guide, having, you know, some sort of outfit guide, if you do that for your clients, that's a really good thing to have in place. Also, this one literally blew my mind. But when I started using HoneyBook, I discovered the beauty of using a scheduling link. And I found that I was going back and forth with my clients all the time, especially with new inquiries being like, oh, you want to hop on a phone call? Are you free Tuesday? Oh, you're not free Tuesday. What about Wednesday? Oh, you're free Wednesday. Are you free from nine to two? Oh, you're not free from nine to two. How about from seven to nine? Like it just was this back and forth of trying to figure out a date and time that you're free for a call or for a session. And like, I feel like I would lose out on people because we were spending so much time trying to figure out when we're free for the call that by the time the call came, it was like, okay, like I'm over this. There's been this back and forth and it hasn't been organized and it's felt really stressed trying to find a time to talk to you. And that's not, that's not the first impression that you want to give someone as they're being introduced to your business. So a scheduling link, um, is going to help you with scheduling phone calls, scheduling sessions. Um, if you link it up to whatever calendar you use, people can literally schedule sessions with you and, like the, the link will already know if you're booked or not. So it's like, it's just a no brainer. Like they can go in, pick a time that they're free and you're also free. And it just, it is so nice. So you can use a scheduling link. Um, I mentioned HoneyBook, but you can also use, um, there's a program, I think it's called Calendly or something like that. Um, I know a few different scheduling links, but those are the two most popular ones. Um, yeah. And I think it would really benefit your business, especially if you're part-time it eliminates that back and forth of like, Hey, when are you free? Are you free this day? You get the point. Um, that being said, I want to shamelessly plug CRMs into this portion of the podcast because CRMs are really awesome. And that's something that I wish that I would have done when I was part-time with my business, because I was so stressed about keeping all of my projects organized and stuff. Um, if you're not familiar, CRM stands for client relationship management, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But, you know, it seems right. So I use HoneyBook, which is a program or like software, I guess, that um, lets me organize all of my clients and my projects. And it's super duper helpful for me to just see everything all in one place, see what I have coming up and my calendars linked there with my Google calendar. So if anyone schedules a session with me, it's all right there. There's also a CRM tool called Dubsado that a lot of people like to use. It's a little bit cheaper than HoneyBook, um, but I'm not super familiar with it. So Dubsado is also another good option. Honestly, all of this, all this stuff with your business backend and whatever, it's just the less time that you have to worry about the things like emailing and scheduling calls and scheduling sessions and how am I going to get my contract to this person and have they paid their invoice yet? The less you have to worry about those things, the more free time that you're going to have in your everyday life to do the things that you like and the things that you love. 
Um, you know, we don't work our entire lives just to keep working. We work so that eventually we can stop working. And, um, I think it's really important to have your business set up in a smart way so that it can function a lot smoother and a lot easier. And maybe someone else can even come in and help you run that end of your business as well. So have an awesome backend for your part-time photography business. It's definitely going to help you. When you are working your other job, so when you're doing your job in nursing or you know, you're working doing DoorDash or whatever it is that you do, it's important to be fully present at the other gig that you have. Um, it's so easy to let your mind wander onto photography, like what sessions do I have coming up? How do I need to prep? Um, and while it's not necessarily a bad thing to be thinking about those things, because I'm assuming you're passionate about photography and it's a sign if you're thinking about it, that you're passionate about it. But the last thing that you want to do is get fired for responding to your inquiries on, on the clock or, um, just goofing off and working on editing while you're working your other job. Um, so unless you're allowed to work on photography at your other part-time job, um, so I know some people that, you know, it's really chill. They just work at a desk, desk job all day and their boss is fine with them working on other things as long as they answer the phone or whatever. Like that's totally chill. Like you work on photography during that time you do that. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's just important to be fully present, give your other job your all as much as you can. I always try to think of it from like the other perspective. So think of it like someone is, um, doing a session with you and like, no one wants to be at a session with you while you're preparing to do DoorDash or what, like during the session you are, I don't know, taking orders or, um, responding to other emails for something else. Like no one wants to be working with you while you're working on someone else and your brain is totally functioning on a whole nother job and you're not even focused on your clients. So to kind of flip that around, um, remember that at your other job, it's important to be fully present and fully focused on the things that your other job has for you to do. And photography will be there and it will always be there for you to work on. So don't fear because photography is not going anywhere. I've always found it really helpful to keep a running list of all the to-dos that I have to do. Um, within my business, I feel like there's so many random things I have to do. Like I need to renew literally right now. I have a list that says I need to renew my insurance and I need to, um, you know, book this flight and I need to schedule this session with this person. I need to figure out these locations with this person. I just feel like the list goes on and on. So if you specifically are working part-time at another job and you're like me where randomly I'll remember like, Oh shoot, I have to do this thing within my photography business, but you don't really have time to do it at that moment. Cause you're working on something else. Keep a running list of things that you have to do in your phone. So whether that's on the notes app or reminders or whatever, just keep a list of those things as they pop into your head, write them down so you don't forget them. So then later when you're scheduling out what you have to do for that week within your photography business, you can see those to do's and say like, Oh, I have to schedule X amount of pins for Pinterest today. And I remembered that during DoorDash and I wrote it down and now I'm able to actually 
get it done. So um, yeah, just make sure you're keeping a list of your to do's. It'll keep you sane and just keep, it'll really help you keep track of your thoughts, to be honest, because sometimes my brain is just all over the place when it comes to things I have to do. Um, As you're working a part-time job, I think it's important to make your availability known to your clients, to your potential clients, and be upfront with them about your availability and why your availability is the way that it is. So um, you can put your availability somewhere in your email signature or, um, you know, just in your initial inquiry, let people know, like, these are the times that I'm available for a call and here's why. Nobody's going to judge you for your availability or um, not book you because of your availability, but um, it's important just to be transparent and let them know, um, hey, I only book sessions in the evenings because I work a full-time job during the day, or I only book on the weekends because I work a job during the week, whatever it is, um, making your availability known to them is going to help your clients feel like they know you better. You know, that transparency is going to be something that they definitely are going to value. And it'll just help you in the long run because your clients are going to be very understanding if they reach out to you in the middle of the day and you don't respond right away because you have work that you're working on and they know that you are working another job. So make sure your clients and potential clients know when you are available and when you're not available. As I was a part-time photographer, I feel like I didn't really spend time envisioning what my business could look like. Um, and now that I am full-time with my business, I'm realizing that I'm, I'm like a dreamer and I love looking at the big picture goals for my business. But when I was a part-time photographer and I was doing another job on the side, I just feel like I wasn't focused on how I can make my business grow and what things and strategies can I do to help me get there. It was more like, okay, I have to edit today. I need to plan my social media today and I have to schedule pins and I have to write this blog post, which those are all great things. But those aren't big picture things that you're working on. Those are things that are just like the everyday technical tasks of your business. Um, So while those technical tasks are important, it's definitely important to spend time envisioning the big picture for your business. The only person that cares about the growth of your business is you. Like you are the only person that's going to care that much about your business. Like, yes, you can have a supportive spouse or supportive significant other or supportive friends or whatever. But at the end of the day, they're not going to force you to do things to grow your business. You are the only one that can make that happen. So I want you to take some time to strategize how you can grow your business. If you are really, really passionate about wedding photography and right now you're only shooting portraits, take time to strategize and figure out how can I get from portrait photography into wedding photography? What strategies are going to help me get there? How can I grow my business into this role of wedding photography? So a few practical steps that you can take, you can start to grow your portfolio. You know, you can go to style shoots, you can start second shooting. Um, You can start advertising yourself as a wedding photographer. You can switch your branding on your website. You can change all your pictures to only being wedding pictures on your website. Things like that are strategy things that are going to help you grow in the direction you want to grow in the long run. 
For me, when I was still part-time in my photography and I was just about to go to full-time, I took some time and wrote out all of my big picture visions and goals for my business once I went full-time. And I have, you know, this huge list of goals. And one of them was to try out photography education and see how I liked it. And so I actually throughout the week, even though I was working another job, was scheduling myself time to make some educational guides. And I would actually schedule myself time to film TikToks because I knew that I wanted to grow in education specifically on TikTok because I felt like that was a platform that I felt very comfortable on. So that goal that I had for myself, you know, it was just about a year ago. I took those steps and like actually scheduled myself time and like tasks to make those things happen. And, you know, it was just me trying it out to be honest, but it ended up being something that I really love. And now I do it just about half of the time. And then the other half I'm working on weddings, which is insane. And it's not anything that I ever thought would come to fruition, but it's really grown my business. And it's really shown me the different ways that my business is adaptable and how I can use those goals and those tasks to literally get things done and grow the business, baby, like keep growing it. Um, All of that to say, I really think that taking the time to figure out what your dreams are for your business, um, that's going to help you in the long run, big picture wise, help you grow your business in the direction that you want to. So take a minute, doesn't have to be right now, but schedule yourself some time to write down your big visions for your business, whether that is um, booking 20 sessions in a month, or maybe that's planning a style shoot or traveling to X location to take pictures or whatever it is. I want you to write those things down and then figure out tasks and ways that you can actually make those things happen within your business and then do those things throughout the week. So being a part-time photographer means that you have a lot of stuff on your plate. I completely understand this. You are working possibly 40, 50 hours a week on another job and you're trying to grow a photography business too. So it's a lot. I totally, totally get it. And I want to make sure that you don't overbook and burn yourself out because you're taking on too many sessions or you're taking on too much. Um, I've been there where I was working 40 hours a week. I would do two to three sessions at night during the week. And then I would have a wedding on the weekend. And literally I didn't have time to do like anything besides edit. And it sucked because I really wanted to work on other areas of my business, like my website. I wanted to get a better website and I wanted to I don't know, just make my back end better and all these different things. And I literally did not have time to because all I was doing was editing. So if you are at this point that you feel like you are booking too much, um, I want to make sure that you are giving yourself days off. Um, even if you don't book like, you know, two weddings a weekend and three sessions during the week, still give yourself time off. I think it's important to set boundaries within your life, like not just within your business, literally in your life to kind of give yourself that work-life balance. A lot of photography is based out of your own home. So when you get home from work, it can almost feel like you're coming home to another job and you don't want it to feel like that. So giving yourself that work-life separation by giving yourself time off is a really, really important, um, you know, as you, 
as you try to not overbook yourself and as you try to give yourself more free time, you're just going to allow yourself more time to edit and work on just other things in your business besides shooting. When all you're doing is shooting, 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 you're going to find that it's very hard to get other things done within your business. So make sure you don't overbook and burn out because that feeling, it just kind of sucks sometimes. And I'm here for you. I understand what it's like to be very busy. And I just want to make sure that you are in check and you are actually enjoying your life and you don't hate your life because you're overbooking yourself. Um, Kind of on the same line, um, if you start to notice an increase in bookings or you're completely booking out the week and you have hardly any time this month or next month to find a session or to fit in a session for someone, that is a very good indication to me that you need to raise your prices. You kind of have to think of it like what is your ideal number of sessions to book during a week? So maybe that's two sessions a week. You think that's enough or maybe one session a week. You're like, that's plenty for me. Um, If you are booked this month and you, you know, have that max is hit, you have two sessions a week. That is an indicator to me that it's a good time to start raising your prices. An increase in demand is going to show that you are undervaluing your services. So if your demand is so high that you literally don't have time to fit anyone else into your schedule, you are undervaluing what you offer. And especially if you are doing photography part-time, it is not easy to go and drive to a session after you've worked eight hours and to shoot for two hours and then to go home and send previews like that is a lot. And that's very tolling on your mental health and on your physical health. And there's a, there's a price point where a certain price is too low and it's not worth your time anymore. Like it would be more worth it to stay home and rest and relax so that you can get ready for your next day at work. So with all of that being said, um, I think that raising your prices is something that is very, very tricky within photography, but it's very necessary if you are working two jobs, you're part-time, and you just see an increase in bookings to the point where you just can't handle it anymore. So um, keep in mind that if this is not you and you're not seeing an increase in bookings and you're not overbooked, that's okay too. Keep your prices where they are because your prices represent the value of your experience and your work. And there's no reason to lower your prices for anyone. But if you are truly seeing this increase in sessions to where you're, you're burnt out and you feel distressed about all the stuff that you have to do, raise your prices because that, you know, it's worth your time to raise your prices and then have maybe a little bit of extra free time. So if you want to book two sessions a week, but you only book, um, let's say, um, that, so that would be eight sessions a month. Let's say you only book like six sessions that month, which is like two sessions a week. And then one week where you have like one or whatever. Um, that's okay because then you're giving yourself some free time to work on editing or to relax. And you're still meeting the same price point that you were before, just with two less sessions, you know, two less, um, times that you have to drive all the way to the location and spend time shooting and editing. So, Keep that in mind as you are part-time that it's okay to raise your prices because you are part-time and like it's it's going to be hard for you to find that extra time to do your part-time photography 
which means your time is even more valuable because you don't have all day to book sessions. You literally only have specific time slots during the week and that is totally okay. I want to just take one minute to talk about I guess like when I knew it was a good time to go full-time in my photography business, I think for a lot of people, they are part-time or photography is just a hobby for them. And it can seem almost intimidating to take on photography as your full-time gig and as your main source of income. So for me, I was working 40 hours a week at a job and I also was doing photography on the side, which was honestly, it was probably like 10 to 15 hours a week. And there was like a point where I, I felt like I could book more and I had like 10, 10 to 15 weddings booked for like that year. And I was like, okay, this is going to take a lot out of me to be shooting weddings during the summer and also be working at my job. And I thought to myself, like, do I think that I could book even more if I took the time that I spent at work? So those 40 hours and put that amount of time into my business to make it full time. And honestly, my answer was yes. I was like, yeah, I do think I can book more and I think I can get more um, clients and I think I can do a lot better if I spent all of my time focusing on photography versus, you know, photography a little bit and then my other side gigs. So To me, that was the indicator that I was ready to go full-time. And I actually um, cut back my hours at my job before I just jumped full-time into it. So it was about a month and a half. I was only working 20 hours at that job. And then I was working, it was about 20 to 30 hours on my photography business. And I, during that time, was able to create a new website and start working on photography education and, you know, work on my business backend. So getting things set up and HoneyBook for me, um, all of that really, really helped me when I went full time because I kind of got a glimpse of what it was like to schedule myself in, you know, schedule myself things that I had to do and the tasks that I had to do. So that was a really good glimpse for me. And if you're part time right now and you're able to scale back a few hours at your other job, if you're considering going full time, that was a really, really helpful for me because it also was like, I was able to see what it would be like as a full-time photographer without actually having to take the plunge right away. And I had that, um, the safety net of, I could possibly, if I didn't like this, I could go back and increase my hours at my job and just kind of decide photography is not for me. Um, another thing that I think is really helpful if you're interested in going full-time is having a couple months rent saved up just in case photography isn't panning out for you. You have sort of that safety net. And this is just kind of like a financing budget thing. But if you're able to, within your photography business, set aside a chunk of savings that can cover your, all of your rent and bills for like, you know, let's say four or five months, just in case if you do go full time with your business and it's not working out and people aren't booking, you'll have that safety net that you can go and find another job if it's not working out. All that being said, I I really feel like I believe in you and I know that full-time photography is a possibility, but sometimes it just doesn't work out for everyone and that's okay. And it's not always everyone's cup of tea. So that's why I always recommend having some sort of um, savings account and built up rent and bills just in case you decide that it's not something that you want to do. 
So I think that's where I want to end this episode. Thank you all for listening. If you're a new listener, I'm so happy to have you. Make sure you go and follow me on Instagram at Cassidy Lynn. Um, I'm also on TikTok at Cassidy Lynn Photo. Those are like my two big um, platforms that I actually like use the most often. Um, yeah. And if you guys liked this episode, make sure you go and subscribe or um, follow on whatever platform you're on. And I would literally love if you could leave me a five-star review. That would mean the world to me. So yeah, I hope everyone has a great Thursday and I'm very excited to get started on more episodes to help you guys learn more about photography. Expose my mind to clarity. Oh, my spirit shudders. Capture the moment, oh, keep my sanity. Wisdom rushing in so much clearer now. Getting a little bit hard.